Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. Hello, I'm Michelle Michael. In this special series of Ag Future, we're talking with those working along the food supply chain about the impact of COVID-19. My guest today is Leslie Kelly. Leslie, um, you're the head and the heart behind a blog called High Heels and Canola Fields. You're a wife. You're a mother, a farmer from Saskatchewan, and we want to talk to you today about one of your many passions, mental health. Leslie, you believe uh, the success of any farm operation hinges on the well-being of the farmer, and, and you personally make mental health a priority, and you don't shy away from topics about mental health. Tell us about yourself and your family, and, and how did you begin down this path? Yeah, well, thank you, first and foremost, for having me. Mental health is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And what I've been trying to do over the last few years is, you know, reduce that stigma and break that silence that so many of us in agriculture are living in. And I, you know, 10 years ago, if you would have said I'd be, I would become a mental health advocate, I wouldn't, it wasn't even on my radar, but through struggles within my family, seeing struggles, uh, my friends go through struggles, uh, our fellow farmers, it really became a priority, especially a couple of years ago, after my husband and I did a live video sharing our mental health journey, I shared that I have, or I had postpartum depression after our second child was born. And my farmer, my husband farmer is living with anxiety, uh, mainly attributed to farm stress. So we did this live video sharing what we had done together as a team and individually to really help overcome those challenges. And the reception we got afterwards was nothing that we had or could have ever anticipated. And that really then was a catalyst for myself and three other individuals in Saskatchewan for starting a not-for-profit called Do More Agriculture that is championing the mental well-being of our producers. Before you started down um, this path of, of making mental health a priority, were you aware that there was so much of a need for this? No, it wasn't until we did the video. And because we kept thinking, my, my husband and I, Matt, kept thinking, you know, are we alone in this? Like, we, we can't. And after hearing from a few friends and their struggles, we thought, you know, there, there must be more of us out there. And we, we aired the video. And afterwards, after we pressed stop, uh, the, the text messages, the phone calls, the direct messages, the, the social media, it blew up. It really, it wasn't anything that we had ever thought. And 99% of it was positive. Um, people were looking for hope and people were looking, you know, for that extra bit of encouragement to raise their hand and say, you know what, I am going through something or I have gone through something and I didn't know where to go or who to talk to or what to say. And that really made us look at mental health as not just us, but really an industry that needed more help and, and support and resources. Absolutely. You you have quite the following uh, on your blog and on your uh, social media sites, and, and you seem so passionate about mental health. Um, you mentioned previously you talked about uh, the uh, organization that you co-founded, Do More Agriculture Foundation. Um, can you talk about the specific goals of that foundation? Yeah, we 
are trying to do three things. And the first one is to increase awareness about mental health. Our industry, agriculture, we haven't really talked about mental health in the past. So there is a lot of unknown. So we're trying to bring awareness to agriculture as to what mental health is and what it takes for our farmers to be mentally well. The second is to create community. Uh, our landscape and agriculture is changing. Uh, you know, more people are moving to the cities. Our small towns are decreasing in size. So it really takes a community to help our farmers around us. So we're trying to change that and build community, whether it's online or at events, and create a hub of resources, uh, that community of help, so farmers know where to go if they are having a hard time. And then the third is research. We're trying to help those in research to understand what farmers need when it comes to support and know more about um, mental health in agriculture. I wonder if mental health is more of an issue in agriculture or is it around the world globally in all professions? It's just now being talked about in agriculture. Oh, yeah, when when it comes to mental health and agriculture, uh, there were so many unknowns, and it is it has been a recent discussion over the past couple of years that it has come more to light. Uh, I've been part of campaigns that were farming. Uh, agriculture was included, and it is a societal concern. But that societal concern, moving that needle, having those positive discussions has then transcended into agriculture to help start those conversations. I do believe it is a worldwide concern, and I hope that agriculture, we can continue the positive momentum that we've had the last couple of years of starting the conversation and keeping it going. It's no secret that farmers and ranchers have have very demanding jobs. You know that firsthand. And at times like these, um, amidst COVID-19, it's unprecedented. But but at times like these, there's economic uncertainty. There's vulnerability still to weather. There's isolation, which is obviously worse on someone who already suffers from something like anxiety or depression. What words of encouragement or advice do you have for fellow producers out there during this crisis? You know, farming, it's an amazing lifestyle. It's an amazing industry to be in. You know, our roots are established in strength and perseverance, but sometimes that could be a weakness where, you know, you put your head down and work through it, and sometimes that might not be be the best. So what we're trying to encourage those around us are three main things, and that's to talk, ask, and listen. And by doing these three small things, you could really make a big impact on yourself and those around you. So when we say, you know, talk, we want people to talk more about mental health. Talk to your family, your friends, your fellow farmers, um, check in on them and talk about mental health. We don't want these conversations to be hushed because we know that if it just takes one person to raise your hand and say, hey, I need help, that could be a catalyst for encouraging others to get help that they need to. Uh, the second is to ask, and that really means, you know, to check in on people around you, ask how they are doing, and also check in and ask yourself how you are feeling. And then the third is to listen. I know that by listening, you don't have to be an, you don't have to be an expert when it comes to mental health, but listening to someone, take all of their struggles and pour them out, take that weight off weight of the world off of their shoulders can be a life-saving difference. It can make a life-saving impact. And also listen to yourself and how you can help 
uh, yourself through a really, really hard time. Do you think farmers feel additional pressure at this time to keep the food supply chain moving, or is this business as usual for farmers? Uh, well, I'm not too I'm not too sure about the pressure to keep it going as a farmer. I know with us, seeding is right around the corner, and our goal is to keep putting that crop in every year. Where our that we're facing some worry and anxiety around will we have enough uh, crop input supply. Or what will that do to transportation? If our uh, planter or tractor break down, will there be parts available? Um, I can see or I've heard from other parts of the supply chain how they have more pressure. Transportation, uh, frontline staff at grocery stores, that's where um, probably right now is the most pressure. Figures from the U.S., uh I, I love what's happening in the background here because it just it shows uh, everyone's trying to maintain a sense of normalcy when nothing in the in the world feels normal right now. I hear is that the, your children in the background? Yes, they are hungry, I believe. <laughs> Maybe you can explain to us how how you're managing because we talk about when you have something like anxiety or depression, you already feel isolated. And the social distancing might make it worse. How can somebody combat those feelings of isolation during this time? What 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 advice do you have for them on on how to maintain relationships and, and positivity when they feel so isolated and quite frankly are distanced from their loved ones in some ways? Yeah, and right now it's uh, I I can see myself being so extroverted that I'm having a hard time being away from my family and friends. And I think the the one thing once COVID is past us on top of my list is hugging my my mom and my dad who I haven't been able to to see. So what I would encourage others who are having a hard time and need that connection with people is to keep continuing to reach out. What anxiety and depression do to us is they make us go into uh, a ball. They make us become distant, but continue to put that step forward. And every day for me, it's making a goal that I'm going to check in on this person. I'm going to send a text and not just a text saying, hey, how are you doing? But I even further um, sharing what that person means to you because you haven't been able to see them in such a long time. And then on the flip side is if you know in the past of someone who has had mental health challenges, who is going through a mental illness, uh, for you to reach out to them, to have that text, send that text, to do that uh, virtual call, because those can make a world of difference. What my husband and I are doing right now um, inside of our home is we're journaling, we're doing art classes, we're trying to do as many family things to bring that connectedness home. And then the one thing that really helps my husband and I is get outside, get that fresh air, feel that sun, do things, you know, check off uh, things on your to-do list that really um, make that anxiety lessen as we're coming into the seeding and planting season. Uh, figures uh, from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show, at least here in America, those who work in agriculture have some of the highest suicide rates of any professional group. Is, is there a similar concern or a problem where you are? Yeah, we actually in Canada, we don't... Uh, 
take any or have any stats on farmer suicides, but yeah, we've looked to um, our friends in the States who have that research and it is very, um, you know, that's a hard number to, to hear. So my goal and by me talking about mental health, being an advocate, uh, co-founding Do More, it is to, to ultimately change those numbers. Farmers, of course, are often in rural areas with with very limited access in some cases to mental health care. How does this compound an already escalating problem? Yeah, there's so many things that as farmers we, we face that are outside of our control, weather, economy, like what you mentioned, uh, but then it's our access to support. And, you know, during harvest or calving, as a farmer, you can't, uh, it's very, very hard just to pick up and leave and drive four or five hours into the city to get that support. And then sometimes that support might not understand farming. They might not understand the world of agriculture and that it's not a nine to five job, that there's so many layers and so many things that are happening on the farm. So at, at Do More Egg, what we're trying to do is bring that support uh, to know what support is out there and then bring that support to agriculture. So those that are servicing us, that understand our world, and we can help our farmers. And what are some of those resources that are out there for farmers? Where can they find help dealing with this additional stress and anxiety that everyone's feeling right now? Well, for us up in Canada, uh, first and foremost, they can go to our website at domore.ag, where we have a list of resources that are set out uh, provincially, but those who are in the state, they can look to their extension. But there's so many resources right now that are online, uh, especially during COVID, that you can access on your computer or you can text support or you can call someone, uh, whether that it could be a mental health service hotline or your local hospital. Are there any uh, certain signs, certain uh, telltale symptoms that farmers should be aware of and acknowledge for themselves so that? they know they're headed down a, a dangerous path. Yeah, when it comes to mental health, it it might look different for everyone, but my biggest advice when I'm chatting with others about those signs and those symptoms is we all know our normal and those normals of uh, our people around us. So if they're, if they're acting or if their behaviors or feelings or thoughts are outside of that typical normal, that's where that could be a red flag or to start to have those discussions about mental health. For my husband, uh, his farm stress, what we saw him go through is he stopped eating, he stopped sleeping. And one of the biggest physical signs was he started to have panic attacks where he couldn't breathe, excessive sweating, um, just racing thoughts of worry and anxiety. So that made us uh, really realize that something, um, it wasn't just, uh, you know, a little bit of worry and then work through it. For me, uh, having postpartum, I became quite emotional. It was hard for me to, you know, call a friend. I really became socially uh, distant, isolated. And then the other part with Matt, what I saw, and this could be um, with those on the farm, is he had a really hard time making just day-to-day uh, decisions, just small decisions that they really stopped him in his tracks. So that was when we each, uh, you know, we saw each other outside of our normals and said, hey, I, I think that something's going on that's, that's bigger than what we first anticipated. Yeah, that goes right along with my next question. Uh, you know, 
when farmers ignore mental health, just like chronic pain, uh, poor mental health can make it difficult to manage everyday stressors in, in farmers' lives. How were you personally impacted or, or what is the worry beyond just what you have to do on the farm? Yeah, it's uh, mental health. It's not something that just affects the individual person. I have personal experience that when someone is suffering from a mental health challenge or distress or an illness, it really impacts the whole family. It can impact the farming operation. And you really need that support system, that rally of people, your cheerleaders around you to help you get through it. Because sometimes for Matt, he he didn't think anything was wrong. It was uh, something that was his normal for, for so, for so long. So it really took us to, to champion uh, and, and help him through that really hard time, but it can impact, you know, um, day-to-day operations. It can impact um, your sales. It can impact getting the crop in the ground. It can impact, you know, getting or during calving season. So it's not just uh, your in an impact of your mental health. Mental health can, can impact everything in your life if it's not um, addressed or if you don't have the proper mental health techniques to get you through those hard times. Right now, especially, there there seems to be a renewed sense of appreciation for farmers. Uh, people are, are showing appreciation more than ever before. Uh, store shelves are stocked with milk and eggs and everything for that matter. And I've talked to farmers and producers firsthand who are hearing for the first time ever, thank you. Does that help with mental health from an agriculture perspective? I don't know if, uh, as farmers, if we do look for that recognition. Um, I know for my husband and I, it's the lifestyle and, you know, showing our kids a a new experience, those life lessons that come from the farm. But when it comes to consumers that are, are in a different world, if they're in the cities and something that's so far removed from agriculture or for farming, and when they see how we do farmers, the 2% of us, impact so many things, whether it's the economy, getting food on the table, that thank you can really mean the world of difference to someone who is going through a really hard time. From the consumer end of things, is there anything that we can do to bolster the feelings of love and appreciation toward our farmers and our food producers around the world, especially when they're working so hard to feed us during this pandemic? Oh, that's a big question. And I, you know, for me, uh, it, it would be to continue supporting your farmers, uh, continue buying that food. And you know what? I, what makes me smile at the end of the day is just connecting with people now through social distancing or physical distancing is getting to understand other people's worlds. And if I have the opportunity to connect with someone who lives in the city and hear those words of support and love and that, and that kindness that the world needs right now, that to me, it really brings a smile to my face. What do you think might change in regards to mental health after this crisis is over? How will it change us? Oh, I'm, I'm being quite optimistic. I'm looking at as it now because of our world going through something that this is so unforeseen is mental health is a priority. People will be looking at mental health as, you know, one of the top things that they need to uh, make a priority, make themselves a priority. And then I'm also looking forward to seeing the changes of that mental health support. We all love to go into or would like to have that face-to-face contact with someone, but as farmers, we might not have that luxury. 
so I'm seeing and hope to see even more support, be it whether it's texting, calling, or those virtual conferences of bringing support um, to people who might not be able to get that face-to-face connection. Leslie Kelly is our guest today. Her, her goal is quite simple, to make the agriculture industry stronger and quite simply to break down the culture of toughness encouraged among farms uh, so that they too can discuss mental health. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. For additional resources on COVID-19, visit alltech.com. This has been Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.